wondering where the day went. The clouds had me shrouded in graper. I'm still out pounding the pavement. Drowning the herb, I pound around some brown paper. Drowning the label, now I'm drowning in paper. Work went out of cool, I'm down with found an escape from work. And I love her, cause that's when your hard work gets you. My heart bursts through my chest, I'm rescued. So forget what the rest you want blessed to do. Justin. Oh, hey, Chris. Uh, welcome back to another exciting, thrilling new edition of I'm No Expert, the weekly podcast where we talk beer and other stuff from my apartment. Well, thank God it's both exciting and thrilling because just one would have been awkward. This is episode seven? I sure. Think, I think this is going to be seven. This is, I think it's going to be seven. Yeah, it just depends the order you put them up. Yeah, this is seven. Uh, make sure you go to our website, noexpertshow.com. You can go there to subscribe to the show, see the show notes for the episode. And this week, we have another brewery-themed show. We're taking three brewers from one local brewery, well, not really local, and talking about them. Justin, what's the brewery? The brewery is Cambridge Brewing Company, uh, CBC for short. They're, not uh, not to be confused with CDC. Yeah, yeah, no, correct. Yeah, we're talking about beer, not malaria. That's very true. <laughs> uh, based out of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, they're a beer and food and all kinds of other... They do all kinds of things at their, at their brewery, apparently. And the first beer that we have on our palate, on our gambit well, on will, deck it will eventually be on our palate yeah but uh let's on deck use those sports words Oh, on deck i don't know what that actually means in the sports ball world that means you're up next oh to hit in baseball okay well up on deck is uh big man ipa it's a winter seasonal ipa uh it's available on a rotating schedule it's an american ipa with an abv of 6.80 that's what that is. Yeah, relatively uh, low. For a uh, an IPA or just in general? Well, for uh, not for an IPA. It's good for an IPA just compared to what we've had lately. Oh, yeah, very true. If you're following along with us in this journey of different beers, we last time we had uh, some very high alcohol percentages. These are relatively low in general. Um, what do you think of the color so far after the pour? Uh, it is dark. It's definitely maybe a copper color. Mmm. Copper. Yeah, I think that's the word I'm going to pick. It's I'm, kind of uh, orangey, reddish copper, maybe, a little bit in there. Yeah, yeah, like a, what's the word, tawny color, I guess. Tawny. Reddish brown. What's tawny? T-A-W-N-Y. That's not real. Yeah, it's a word. Is it a color, though? I mean, it's a word. Like, I can make up any word that I want to. A light brown to brownish orange color. Boom. Tawny. Yeah. You're welcome. Hmm. There you go. I'm going to paint my walls tawny. That's probably like a paint chip color, right? <laughs> well, it's probably, uh, yeah, maybe if you put another T adjective in front of it to give you some alliteration. Terrific tawny. <laughs> uh, tubular tawny. Tubular tawny. Yeah, that's a little 90s. That doesn't make any sense. That's a little 90s. That's a little rad. <laughs> that's... that's totally tight. Totally tight tawny. No, this is just getting ridiculous. Uh, 
uh, it, relatively clear. Not a lot of stuff in it. Yeah, that's true. Um, Definitely it, filtered. It has been. I mean, IPAs don't age for too long, so it's not too old. But it is their winter seasonal, so it's not brand new. Yeah. Uh, smell definitely smells kind of like a winter seasonal in general with an IPA. So it's kind of has some, doesn't have a lot of hoppy notes in the nose, but it does smell like beer. <laughs> You've probably gone two episodes without saying that, but yes, it does smell like beer. It, uh, I, I agree. I'm not getting a lot of hops in the nose. I'm getting a lot of like caramel though mm. in the nose, which is kind of weird for an IPA. But I'm getting more caramel than hop. I would be correct with the color association. Caramel color or caramel color. If you want to be pretentious. It's got a lot of caramel color associated with it. I I don't know if it's pretentious. You're just pronouncing all the vowels in the word. (laughs) Whatever. Oh, God. Um, I don't really get too much else to it, though, besides no. that sweetness. Are, are you getting really any fruit? Or Mm-mm. Not at all. It's sort of one-dimensional one in, like, just a nose aroma kind of I really standpoint. expected hops because I know they used a couple different types of hops in it, and it's dry hopped. Yeah. So you, you would think it would have some to it, but... Maybe, could, maybe it's the age of the bottle. Could be. I don't think there's a date on it, or there probably is, but not that I recall... Right. I don't know how well, like, an IPA really stores. Well, you're not supposed to age them, but I assume it's not that old. Right. Winter seasonal. Winter just sort of wrapped up. Yeah. It looks like it's probably one of their most popular beers. It's the number one on their current beer list. It's on their current beer list for what they're serving at the brewery right mm. now. So it's it's not so old that they've taken it off, and it's just kind of warehouse storage people going through it at this point. It's kind of interesting when I looked up the brewery because here in Indiana, it's kind of far for something like for a, a brewery like this to be distributed all the way here in Indiana. Yeah, but they're pretty common. I've noticed that a lot of at least on here on the north side, they seem to per penetrated the market pretty well. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Why don't we taste it? Okay. Well, the hops are coming through in the taste for me. Oh, yeah. On the back end, though, it, they do take a minute to get there. It's kind of nice. It's not totally up front. Yeah, it's not a really kind of, you know, blast-in-your-face sort of hop flavor. Yeah, with a name like Big Man, I kind of expected something in your face, yeah. you know? But, uh, you thought it was going to be this... It's a little subtle. It's kind of got like a... F- almost like a floral quality up at the beginning. Just, just kind of yeah. this real light... Uh, prevailing kind of spice slash earthy bit at the beginning yeah i definitely get sort of a uh that molten caramel sweetness flavor kind of coming through yep definitely really really prevalent in it um i get the hops i get that on the back end kind of it for me like sometimes hops are a trick of the palate they kind of feel like they're a spice even though they're not True. It, it can differ by the type of the hop, and I don't always know enough to tell what's going on. But in this one, I'm getting a distinct kind of resiny pine note there at the end mm. that I think is definitely from the hop. Resin. That's interesting. I do get that. Resin, not really. I like when you agree. 
I don't know. Resin's a weird thing because I get it, but I don't really know how to describe like a resin as a flavor. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure either. I was trying to say like a doled down pine, and that's kind of how I got directed towards the resin aspect of it. But uh, but how would I don't how know? You, how else would you describe a resin flavor to somebody who's never had? I've never really eaten resin. I well, hope you haven't eaten real resin either, because <laughs> no, that's no, bad I for haven't. You. Uh, well, I, I don't know if it'd be bad for you, but no, I've never eaten it before. How would you? It's a. Uh, how would you describe it? It's a planty, like earth aspect that you're getting from it. Yeah, and then, I guess I'd describe it somewhere between woody and earthy, but that's not doing it true justice. Worthy. Maybe at. Maybe it's uh maybe if you think like sap like maybe some of the brightness of a sap yeah is that a decent way to kind yeah. of describe resin yeah it's kind of like um like if you pick a leaf of a plant and then you like chew on it that kind of like like bitterness flavor yeah with like kind of like plant extracts exactly a little bit that's kind of what it what it reminds me of. Like you pulled off a plant's leaf that you would normally maybe cook or maybe put into something and you would chew on it and then you get that flavor. So I think it's interesting because it's, it's dry hopped. You get more of like the freshness of of that. It's similar. It's it's reminding me a little of of like a wet, a wet, a wet hop beer. Do you get that a little bit just in kind of with like the back end of the hop flavor? Um, in the back end, yes, I think I get it in the sense it's just such a clean beer. There's, I don't know, there's not a lot of, I don't want to say not a lot of complexity as an insult, but it's a relatively straightforward beer. There's not a whole lot of flavor going on for me, which yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, it's just sort of, yeah. I'm not really getting any fruits. I'm not getting any spices. I'm kind of, no. I'm kind of getting these woodsy notes and the caramel, 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 caramel. and it's, uh going i don't know that goes straight into this hop flavor that we're now talking about but it really it's kind of you know two notes for me wham bam and then it's drying off the palate yeah wham bam pal uh i don't know it's not super dry for me probably because it's such a low abv maybe um comparatively to to other beers and then maybe it's my palate is changing because i've been having a lot of really high alcohol percentage beers that it's that that cleanness that comes with a high ABV at the finish is just not really prevalent here. Yeah, I I feel like I've been complaining about the beer, so I'll say something good about it. But it has just enough of that sweetness that I like how it balances out those hops. I, mm-hmm. It's not, I don't know, it's not cloying. It's 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 well balanced beer. Yeah, I'll give it that. I think I, the sweetness for me for this one, I would almost want it to be less sweet and more hops prevalent in it. Because I'm interested in that in the flavor of those of mm. those particular dried hops, whatever variety that they used, I want more of that in here instead of just it's balanced good right now, but it makes me be like, well, it could have been changed a little bit more towards the hop side and less towards the malt side, making it a little bit more unbalanced, but I think would have made it more interesting. Maybe uh, spoiler alert: later in the show there'll be a double IPA. Maybe we'll get some Ooh. more notes out of that. But uh, I can tell you what hops they use. It is kettle hopped with Columbus, Cascade, and Amarillo hops, and then they dry hop it with just the Cascade and Amarillo. Okay. So. So I mean, it's that I think that combination it's it's really interesting. I just don't get that, and I'm wanting more of that in this beer. Okay. That's kind of my final thoughts on it. 
yeah, I won't necessarily, not the direction I would go, but I see why you're saying that. Yeah. So. Cool. Anything else? Any other thoughts? Uh, no, I think it, I don't know. To me, it's a pretty straightforward beer. I don't have too much else to say about it. Yeah, it's so. good. It's pretty drinkable. You know, as for interest, my thought, eh, it's okay. It's meh. It is, okay, I do have one more comment. Okay. Maybe the sweetness is because it's a winter IPA, mm. and winter beers are a lot of times a little darker, a little sweeter, and so maybe that's why it's not quite as hop forward as what you're looking for. Right. That's there you go. Cool. I have no idea. That's just off the cuff. Sure. All right. Cool. Let's uh, jump to our next beer by Cambridge Brewery. We'll be right back. Oh, hello, Justin. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to I'm No Expert, the show where Justin and I talk about beer for about 45 minutes or so or, or until we get tired of talking about beer. But who gets tired of talking about beer? Well, I never get tired of drinking beer. Oh. Do you ever get tired of talking about beer? No, not really. Oh, there you go. Uh, this week we're talking about Cambridge Brewing Company based out of Massachusetts. Uh, this second beer that we have is called Red God. It is no longer in circulation at this time. Um, you can only find it unless you're a local liquor store or beer purveyor or specialty food shop. It still has it on the shelves, but they are no longer selling it to purchase. It's an American Amber Red Ale, 9% ABV. I believe it's a seasonal, so it'll be back around next year. Oh, well, You'll yeah. You'll just have to wait. You'll just have to wait. But for right now, get it in the bottle, or you can't get it. Correct. Um, color, we were looking at it on the break, and we both thought the color was super similar. It's kind of close to the first one if you take out the brown aspect. I know that's kind of a odd way to describe it. This is a little more... Ruby? No, it's darker rouge. than ruby, though. It's a rouge color, a rouge. I think. A rouge. Yeah, maybe maybe like a crimson. Ooh, a crimson. Yeah. That would be interesting. Head retention on this one definitely is it's basically... Yeah, significantly less than the first. The first really kind of foamed up there and then mm -hmm. sat. This one, uh, not as much. So hopefully that doesn't kill the aroma of this one. Yeah, and the, however, it could be the glasses. Again, mason jars. Not the best. Uh, eventually Glasses we'll have to, to drink correct out. that but eh, maybe probably not probably not they're more fun to drink out of mason jars it's more country more down home right get that demographic we are in the midwest yeah uh smell aroma uh take a whiff what do you what do you think how does it smell on your nose things on my nose, nose, nose hairs nose hairs well, hopefully i don't have too many nose hairs but uh <laughs> i'm not 50 but it smells, it, it is hoppy, uh, similar hoppy level to the, hoppier smelling than the first one, really. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I am getting a little more fruit smell to this one. Yeah, there's a citrusy note. The hops are really prevalent. There's like multiple, it's a multiple hops. That was good. 
<laughs> Multiple hops. There's seven different hype. Wow. You are horrible at this. Blah, 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 blah. Hoppity, hop, hop, hop. Hoppity, hop, hop, hop. Seven different hop varieties in this particular beer and different stages of the process. So definitely get that. A little bit more complex. There's like a spiciness note to it a little bit, a citrusy note to it a little bit. Do you get those two? Yeah, I get both of those. Uh, I'm getting definitely getting a tropical fruity note. Mm. But um, kiwis. Kiwis? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. No kiwis. <laughs> no, I'm not getting that at all. But but something something tropical. I mean, I want to say pineapple, but I'm not sure. So I'm gonna take a few more steps. Mm. I almost get a, a orange grapefruit. The those kind of family, that kind of note. Grapefruit's a really good call. Yeah, I definitely get grapefruit out of this. Um, sweetness doesn't really come through in any kind of in in the nose. Just in the fruit, I guess. That's the only way right. I could say it. It's not like the other, which had that malt sweetness in the aroma. But uh, I'm interested to taste this with our seven types of hip-hop, hippity-hops. Hip, hip, hippity-hop. They you don't, don't stop, stop the boogie. Oh. Did we just start Kangaroo Jack? But the, the, no. Okay, no, we're no, drinking the beer. We're not doing that, no. Interesting. What type of beer did you say this was? They say it's an American Amber Red Ale. Okay. Well, <laughs> reds are hoppy. Okay. No, it's just, there's, it is, I almost want it. no, I'm just going to say it, it's hoppier than the first beer. Yeah. What What? What is the IBU relative rankings? Um, I don't know if I said that because I don't know where they are. You may have to look that up on the internet somewhere. Mm. Okay, well, I'll search hurry, for it. Hurry, here. quick, internet. Uh, okay, so I'll taste my my initial taste. Yeah, uh, definitely more it. more hoppy than the first IPA that we were had. That was supposed to be really really hoppy. Um, this one is I get this like multi sweetness in it. I definitely get more of a citrus. Um, there's more kind of. Um, it's a little bit more acidic. I feel like, um, and. That uh, that citrus, I get sort of grapefruit. I almost get like tangerine. I almost get orange a little bit. And I, that hops is like right at the back of the throat. Well, I'm sorry to report that I failed finding the IBUs. It says NA IBUs. Oh, no. I checked a few different sites. They don't exist. Well, they just, they're not reported on these websites. Mm. That's a bummer. Well, we could, uh, we could rank them. We could say IBU uh, more... <laughs> here red god R- relative more, ibu rankings more yeah uh, the previous one big man less ibus <laughs> right no this is a science-based podcast right more it's, it's significantly happier than less the first one. lesser it's definitely how you say the word more or ibus uh, less lesser lesser ibus that kind of gives you a comparison between the two I am getting that grapefruit note that mm-hmm. you talked about, especially in the smell. That's up front to me. I'm getting that mixing in with the hops. and it, It's breadier than the first one. It's got a little more fruit, a little more bready to it. It's got more body in general. Yeah. But it's it's overall just a more powerful beer across the board. Definitely more powerful. Their little uh, press release or whatever says it's going to dominate the palate. 
It's. <laughs> I don't know if it dominates the palate, but it's. It leaves. There's a, a lot zing. going on. I, I still have a bit of a zing feel to my tongue, which I guess is from all the hops, probably. Yeah. But even after I haven't had a sip here for a little bit, um, I definitely get kind of an herbal note as well in this particular glass. You getting any nutty notes? I feel like I'm getting some kind of nutness to it. Not, not so much. I think that may be more of like the malted, more of a yeast characteristic than like a nutty note. Okay. But that's kind of what my palate tells me when I'm oh, drinking it. I trust you. Makes sense to me. Do you trust me? Yeah. I don't know. I don't trust me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, if I would compare it to the the previous one, just because... For me, the previous one was so one-dimensional and uninteresting. This is like 24 dimensions. Yeah. And we're looking at it through a 25th dimension, but then you can see all the other dimensions and all of their their stuff going on. You came here for beer. You didn't know you were going to get multiverse theory. Right? That's that's how it works. And I, each of them are in a little bubble, and then you can see what's inside the bubble and each of them is a tiny little flavor characteristic of the beer. Is Neil deGrasse Tyson narrating this? Yeah, he's in his yeah. ship of uh, imagination. <laughs> he's flying through the tiny bubbles. Have you put one and one together that that is basically the magic school bus, but Neil But Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. instead of Miss Frizzle? Indeed. Kind of. Except there's no like annoying kids with him. It's just him. Yeah, which is probably for the best. And there's a lot more but... killing that happens within the show compared to in the magic school bus. It's more real. It's more raw. I'm liking the show. Uh, for our listeners who don't know, we're talking about Cosmos. Yeah, the new Cosmos, the Cosmos reboot. Yes, not uh, the Carl Sagan Cosmos, although I loved that when I was little. Very good. So. I loved old school Cosmos, and Neil deGrasse Tyson is doing I, – I, it's really interesting. Yeah, well, I, I agree. I, I don't have a good segue, so I'm just going to say back to the beer because I've been drinking it while we were talking. Oh, okay, go. Beer. I – I don't know how else to describe it. It is like there is an orgy of hops inside of my mouth. I'm getting all kinds of these bright, piney, et cetera notes, but they're all slightly different. Yeah. And I don't know enough to call out different types of hops and say, oh, it, I'm tasting this one or I'm not tasting this one, but I can tell that it's multiple different hop flavors. Yeah. And they're very present to me. Here's, a, here's an interesting thought. The other one we thought was like a resiny flavor. And it had a hop characteristic. This one, I don't get a lot of that resin kind of notes, which I think is better because it's more balanced, but more interesting. I would agree with that. I significantly like this beer over the first one. It's still got like a woodsy kind of pine type note to it, but you're right. It's not, it's missing that resin note, which... I'm not going to say the fact that it's missing that's bad, but it has so much else, which I think kind of take the place of it, Yeah, which I appreciate. Yeah, there's there's a lot more that are, are filling in the gaps on the palate of of a sweetness of like a, a citrus, an acidic note, which is interesting because I, I think a lot of beers miss that acidic note that happens. They've got really, really sweet characteristics. They've got really – they've got savory yeast they have malt characteristics. They maybe have like a bitterness characteristic from like hops or other spices, but they don't really have this uh, acidic note that can really balance out and really supercharge all the other flavors that are happening. You know, as I drink more, the hops are getting a little less forward to me. And I think I'm starting to get some of that malt 
character to it, which I like. I think it's making it more yeah. drinkable as I keep going. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely enjoy this a lot. As like a general kind of, it's. I guess it's. I guess it's an American Amber Red Ale. I'm not really down on my whole is. styles, but well, they're usually pretty hoppy. I guess if I had one complaint, I wish it had a little more. I'm not going to say sweetness, but a little more malt backbone, maybe mm. something else to kind of break up the hop flavor a little. Do you think that would like improve the body more? Yeah, like a maybe that's also part of the problem. It's a really thin mouthfeel mm-hmm. beer, which is kind of I'm expecting a little thicker. You wanted so. to you wanted to kind of stay in your mouth a little bit longer than it actually is. Yeah. So I I guess if I had any complaints, that would be it. But I, but I'm enjoying the beer, so I mm. I would pick this one up again. I would probably not pick up the first. Not one. pick up the big man. Yeah. This is kind of like a review of the brewery. I like this. Yeah. So far, they're one for one. Sports ball. Knock it out of the park. Well, they'd be one and one. One for one would mean we only had one, and that one was good. No, I mean like one loss, one one win. I, I know, but it'd be... Oh, that's okay. We'll, we'll talk about it later. One for one means like one out of one. Like I can talk fraction. about science on sports. This is weird. <laughs> um, all right. Any other thoughts with this beer? Uh, no, I think, it, I think I've pretty much got my summary there. I like the little Buddha guy on the bottle. Yeah, it's fun. He's got a little fire coming out of his hands. Yeah. Pew, pew. Uh, all right, we'll be right back. It is time for Fun Facts with Chris. This week, I have the educational segmento. Uh, I hinted at it a little bit ago when I talked about my beautiful mason jars, uh, because this week we're talking about types of glassware that you can drink your beer out of. Now, let's be frank. You can drink your beer out of any kind of vessel that you want, right? Buckets, uh, shoes, uh, cans, bottles, uh, bowls, uh, funnels, whatever you want, right? It's your decision. But for different styles of beers, there are specific glassware that kind of enhance the experience of the particular beer. So I'm going to go through a different, a few of them, and I'm going to kind of talk about what particular types and why they are uh, good for those types of beers. First is going to be a flute glass. This is kind of more similar to a champagne flute glass. Uh, very small, skinny, has a stem on it. Um, and the stem in, in the cocktail world prevents your hand from heating up the beverage as you're holding it. That's kind of why there's a stem there. That's why the glass is made. Um, these really showcase carbonation. 
So if a beer is really, really carbonated, it's going to release this really, really quickly. So you get a more upfront aroma, even though the the, uh, the mouth of the glass is really small. Uh, this can be really good for box, American Wild Ales, Lambics, either fruit or unblended. Um, and then uh, Vienna Lagers, Weizenbox. So a few of those are going to be really good for that particular glass. Um, next up is going to be a Goblet. Or, if we're in medieval times, a chalice. Majestic piece of work. Still a stem piece of stemware, but the stemware is much more... Uh, it's, a, it's a thicker stemware. It's a larger glass. Uh, it really kind of enhances the, the visual characteristics of the beer. Kind of lifts it up. Uh, most notably, it's good for um, Trappist beers. So doubles, quads, and triples. Uh, Belgian IPAs really are preferred in this particular uh glass it really as well and it uh at the bottom of these because these are more specialty glasses these large chalices actually will do like laser etching on the bottom so that will can slowly release those bubbles and if you remember from our second episode yeah second episode we're talking about head retention those nucleation sites remember those little tiny bubbles yeah, we talked about how some of the American craft breweries purposefully etch those into their given glasses, like the Sam Adams Perfect Pints, the classic example. Right, because those are little places for bubbles to kind of collect and float to the top. Um, next would be a mug, and really do have to describe a mug. Justin, if I say mug, you understand mug? Yeah, no, if you say mug, I picture a dwarf in Lord of the Rings. Right, exactly. Yep, he's a guy, a beard, uh, usually red, smaller. Gentleman. Small hat, maybe horns on it. Maybe horns on it. Maybe an axe. Somewhere on between his back. a dwarf and a Viking. Right. Yep. Uh, has a, a hit percentage of uh, plus two uh, for crits uh, if the if the enemy is magic based. Really high stamina. Right. Uh, these usually have a handle on them. A really kind of stereotypical kind of like beer drinking glasses. Tons of different beers are really really good in this. Um, it's not really any kind of specific you know historical reasoning behind it is it much good for flavor or do you really just have a mug because it's nice and easy to cheers it's nice and easy to cheers that's basically what it is it's got a handle i mean that's everything's better with a handle so you it and that really if it's with glassware it doesn't warm the beer so anything from an american ipa um a bach an herbed or spiced beer scottish ales uh smoked beers uh, anything basically there's a bunch of different american styles that really work well in a particular mug um next up would be a pilsner glass and if you watch any kind of beer commercials uh they're that's usually in a pilsner's glass it's really tall it's only a 12 ounce glass so that's going to be a 12 ounce pour uh, american ambers doubles malt liquors pale liquors um Light lagers, low alcohol beers are really, really good in this particular glass. Kind of keeps the head retention in there because of the small opening. Now, the most classic is going to be a pint glass. Now, there's two types of particular pint glass. There's the U.S. Tumbler, which is 16 ounces, and the 20 ounce, the real pint glass, which is an empirical. So 20 ounces is a real pint. Uh, 16 ounces is a fake a stupid pint that you shouldn't be drinking and go die in a fire. Uh, tons of different beers can are traditionally served in this type of glass just for the amount that's in there. The most common uh, sort of beer drinking glass in an establishment that knows 
No, it's actual beer. There's a couple types of pint glasses. Let's not. I mean, you have the shaker pint, which is just your typical straight pint with right. no bulb. Right. And then there's pints that have the bulbs and etc. Right. But I mean, in general, the the amount that's in there, an American compared to an imperial pint, that's going to be the two distinctions. Yeah. Yeah. Between the two, two broad categories. Right. Um, so, you know, you could do cream ales in there, American IPAs. I think they're really stouts. used for any beer. Right. Basically, the list goes forever and ever and ever. Um, next up is going to be the Snifter. Yeah, I which is weird. That. Usually when I think of Snifter, I think of having whiskey. Yeah. A uh, similar kind of glass design. This is going to be really for um, beers that have a kind of aroma or bottle. I can't. I remember. I know Volatile? Something. Yes. That's the word that I was looking for. Gotcha. Uh, that really escape easily because it's kind of a wide bottom and then kind of encloses everything at the top. Yeah, it's got a real exaggerated tulip, even more yeah. so than a wine glass. It really comes in on itself. Yeah, so that captures that kind of, all those aromatics that you can notice uh, when you smell and will enhance the taste. So uh, Flanders Red Ale, Lambics, Quads, Triples, um, some Belgian Dark Ales and Pale Ales really are... Um, really good in this. Um, and then, of course, you have um, a tulip glass, uh, which is more... I mean, if you look, think of a, a tulip flower, it's kind of that in a glass. We're still talking about stemware in this, so you have a stem on the bottom. Again, can help promote the head retention as well as all those aromatics, all those kind of really notes that kind of get away from a beer. And for mo- a lot of people, that can improve the flavor, improve the taste. To me, if you're only going to have a couple types of glasses of beer, the tulip glass is what I get mm-hmm. right after the st- a pint glass. Right. Because the tulip kind of has the best of both worlds where you get the bulb at the bottom, which really kind of encapsulates it. But then it also comes up and bows out at the very top. So you can also get that, like, outward feel. Yeah, which- you get you get a little bit more volume out of this compared to a snifter, well, by, depending on the size. Yeah, by bowing out, you can have a big foamy head that kind of bubbles up over the top. Mm-hmm. and then, But by having that bowl in the bottom, you can really capture the body of it. So Yeah, cool. That's a few of the different types of glasses. Of course, there are tons of others, like mason jars. You could drink your beer out of mason jars, but whatever you want. Uh, but, I mean, it's depending on the type of beers that you normally drink. And if you're going to be doing something that's a little bit more delicate, getting something like a tulip or a snifter is going to improve that flavor, improve that complexity uh, because of the way the glass is actually shaped. So, yeah. yeah. We didn't even venture Das Boot. Das Boot. Das Boot. Das indeed. Boot glass. I don't think it actually does anything for the flavor. I think it's just hilarious. Yeah. Well, look it up on the internet. We'll put a link in the show notes. Or Euro Trip. Okay. Well, all right. We'll be right back. Darkness comes creeping on so haunting every time. 
Oh, hello, Justin. Hello, Chris. Welcome back to I'm No Expert, the show where we talk about beer and beer-related things like science and Neil deGrasse Tyson. However, this week we're talking about Cambridge Brewing Company out of uh, Massachusetts, and we're on to our third and final beer, which is... This is called the Audacity of Hops. Mm. Kind of a weird style. In fact, it's one I've never heard of because I'm not sure it's a real style. But uh, it is a Belgian double IPA. Interesting. ABV of 8.00. That's very specific. It's very specific. All the way to the hundredths. We're very precise. Indeed. Maybe it's a... I wonder if they would go to the thousands and go like 8.001. Maybe I really don't think anything past the tenths place is needed. No, personally, that's, that's very true. But um, um, comparatively, in the pour of the other two, super light, super amber color, very gold, but it's got a bit of haziness to it that I you know. would think of in like a Belgian, like a Belgian wheat. Like you kind of right. get that color to this. But it's like, could you say it's filtered or not? What do you think? I can't tell. I mean, I'm a, there's not a lot of particulate it, matter it's floating pretty around. Pretty opaque, in it. though. Right. But it's not so opaque that you can't really. There's there's light coming through. Oh, it's it's an IPA, so I don't think it's a wheat beer. But it's I think it's got something going on mm-hmm. to it, some kind of spice or there's something. There's something in there that's making it be this kind of yeah, the opa- opacity of it. Yeah, you went into just Photoshop and you took that opacity meter and you just went yeah. Let's call this like a forty, mm, maybe a forty-five in mm. the opacity. Yeah, maybe. I okay. Think so. But uh I don't know. I don't know what to expect out of this. I'm hoping that maybe we're gonna get some of that spice funk from a Belgian, but we're gonna get that heavy hop character from an IPA. Yeah. So. Um what do you think on the on the nose? What do you smell? <laughs> give me a minute, I'm gonna have to give this a couple more sm- whiffs. Yeah, it's interesting. Um It almost smells like a rye beer. Yeah. There's a lot of botanical notes going on here there's a lot of I'm gonna swirl it it it's a little more grassy but it, it does kind of it has those lighter fruity notes even yeah. more so than the last beer oh I, yeah i'd say there's the fruitiest smelling beer it's the lightest in aroma because it's the most it's it's not heavy but i can definitely tell that there's something going on in there yeah i'm getting a real herbal smell to it yeah um i don't know if i want to say spicy but maybe kind of like that spicy yeast character that we've talked about mm-hmm. before i think i'm kind of getting that smell which is i guess indicative of a belgian there is a citrus but there's not a ton of of citrus notes happening with it i get the citrus i think it gives way to kind of a grassy note for mm-hmm. me kind of goes citrus to earthy real quick yeah um i guess we could just taste it instead of talking about what it could possibly taste like well yeah yeah okay let's not exist in hypotheticals I mean, that, that could be an interesting show if we just... Where <laughs> we just smell it? We just smell it, and then we say, oh, it's good or bad, and we just not drink it. <laughs> In our next show, we close <laughs> our eyes and drink water and pretend it's a type of beer. That sounds depressing. <laughs> sounds like a Sunday in Indiana. Now, this definitely has that piney hop characteristic that we were getting earlier. Mm-hmm. It's even more up front. But there's more to this one. It's more complex. Oh, yeah. There's – I definitely understand why they have 
it labeled as a Belgian double IPA. And I agree with you. It's got a spice to it that is just almost a yeah. pepperiness to it. It's it's really spicy. It's not super spicy in the sense of like Christmas candied spicy, but it's it's I think it has a lot of like interesting it's a spice coming from herbal instead of from actual spices. That's what I get from it. So I think it's probably that hop characteristic that's coming through. And I think there's a lot. The body from the Belgian style is really kind of balances it out. It makes it more just not so much of a spicy, hoppy beer. It's smoother but sweeter but not overly sweet. I agree with you. I think I think some of that comes from the – even though it's a double IPA, I think mm-hmm. this yeast is taking a real forefront note almost over the hops. I yeah. mean they're kind of going back and forth, but I think that's what kind of gives it that spiciness that you're talking about. It's got it. I don't know. I Maybe almost like kind of a floral grassiness to yeah. it when in, inside that spice. And I think it may be something like there's – because – it's a double IPA. You're dealing with a lot more of the hops and you're dealing with a lot more of that extraction that happens. So you could get a lot more of like that earthiness notes in it that kind of can counteract the yeast and uh, a little bit of the sweetness that's happening. But I don't get any kind of like multi sweetness of it. There's something else there. I'm not getting – I agree. I'm not getting any malt. I'm not getting any sweet. I'm not really getting any fruit flavors either. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not getting much besides the spicy, yeasty, and the hops. I'm trying to – there's something else there that's a little – maybe is there a little bit of a wheat flavor? Or I'm trying to pick out what that is. I don't know if it's wheat though. Yeah, I mean your fruit flavor comment, I kind of get it more of maybe – pineapple maybe grapefruit a little bit in there with kind of a a rindy maybe the rind of a grapefruit kind of like the aftermath of a a pineapple that's kind of what i'm getting with it Uh, okay so the rind part of it kind of but not the brightness of it yeah okay i would agree with that that makes sense it's more of a subtle like kind of like back end sort of notes of of the fruit not not the juiciness, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with you. It's not that bright, juicy standard that you yeah. would think of. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's it's not as light as you would think it was going to be poured into the glass. It looks much lighter. It's uh, I I'm struggling to discuss this one, but it's it's got a nice hop kind of bite to it or a little kick. But it does kind of have that earthy undertone, which is, I think, what you're getting at with the rinds. Mm-hmm. Plus the spice, like aforementioned spices, which I think is the yeast characteristic that yeah. I said earlier. So it's a good for a double IPA. I like this. Actually, out of the three, this would be my favorite. Yeah. Not so much because it's at the end and this is the last one we're drinking. But. <laughs> oh, that would be a sad note. I know. Um, but no, I mean, I, I agree. This is. Out of the three from this particular brewery, this is probably the most complex, complex, the most interesting, and I think the second one is the most drinkable. This one is more interesting just because you don't really know what's going on, and it's hard to describe the particular elements. 
Yes. And then I think the first is kind of monotone. Yeah. And I mean, I was saying during the break um, that the first one would be like a good gateway beer to craft beer. Would you agree or no? I would say the first one is a good gateway to the more bitter side of craft beer. Mm. I I think there's other beers that I would recommend first that have some more sweet characteristics because a lot of time you can play off that sweetness for new craft beer drinkers. But uh, I I'll be honest, I'm a little disappointed by the first one, the yeah. big man. But uh, I agree with you with your comments on the second too. The second was very drinkable, and it had that complexity from the seven types of hops. It just didn't have any malt or any other characteristic. Right. And then this one I think is the most interesting of them all. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Third one, probably my favorite out of the three of the flight that we've had. The first one, okay, almost disappointing. Second one, definitely better, but not amazing. And the third one, definitely more interesting. Not the name and like the whole double IPA thing threw me off. I mean, it's going to be like crazy poppy. No, not so much, but. As I keep taking sips of this, I'm getting more and more of the Belgian coming forward, I mm-hmm. think, as I kind of acclimate to the hops. But I'm kind of getting that clove-type taste, which you get out of a lot of Belgians. Yeah. So Definitely, definitely happening. So, I mean, do we want to rate them? Or I guess we kind of already ranked them. Yeah, we sort of did. I mean, for me, it's 3, 2, 1. Yeah. Third one is the best. Second one in the middle was, okay. First one, not as interesting. My interesting ratings. I think I'm most interested in the third one, least in the first one. I wish the third had a little more of this Belgian characteristic to it. Yeah. But overall, I agree with you. Same general comments from me. So Cool. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and on our uh, – subscribe to the podcast by going to noexpertshow.com and clicking on episodes. You can comment on the post when it goes up. Um, we're doing a new special release schedule, so hopefully by the time this comes out, it's clear. But we're doing Sundays now for release of new episodes. We did a special episode a little while back from the Pint in West Lafayette. Um, tell us what you think. Do you want us to do more special episodes like that? Did you like how we sounded really different compared to in my apartment? We're not in a studio. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like I to know. hear the listener opinion on kind of the difference. We sort of mixed it up lately because we had a guest come on the show and then right. we did a live show out at a bar. So I'd... Hey, yeah. we're trying to give you new content, so we just kind of like to hear your opinion on tell us what you what think. You like, yeah. If there's a brewery that you like or a style of beer that you want us to talk about, let us know in Twitter. We want to respond to that. We're following everybody back on Twitter. Or if you are a brewery, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Good night, Justin. Sweet dreams. Bye, Justin. Who's a bye? Who does sing that? It's of a rose. Mm-hmm.
Yes, it is Kiss from a Rose. Okay. I had a rose in my head the whole time. And who time. sings it? Seal. Okay. I had a rose in my head the whole time. I was trying from, to figure out how it fit in. Apparently, from the Batman Forever soundtrack. Wait, Nicole Kidman was in Batman Forever? I totally forgot about that. Gross, he said roses and bloom. Gross. Wait, here we go. Hit songs of 1999. What's gonna be the top songs of hits of 1999? Bloom is a better word than blossom. I never liked the word blossom. No, I neither did I. Here's it this. Santana. Oh, wow. Oh, Ricky Martin. When everybody thought you were straight. No. <laughs> I don't think too many people ever thought that. <laughs> but to be honest, Chris, his shirt was never buttoned above his navel. Like, <laughs> it was Latino. It's fine. Oh, God, I hated this song. The other week when all the girls were over at my house during Grand Prix drinking early, yeah. they were watching all the old Britney Spears videos. Uh, they were so much sluttier so than I remembered. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, she was a whore. Like and the, I just uh, had no idea when I was a kid. The uh, the 90s was for, for female singers with a midriff. No wonder we grew up with horrible like body images of people. Right, because they always, they always show the stomach yeah. the whole time. Heartache. Yeah, I was definitely like the biggest fan of Backstreet Boys when I was in elementary school. Tell me why. Like, I loved Backstreet Boys when I was like, over in You're a Backstreet Boys guy? I was guy? a Backstreet Boys guy. But like, nobody else at my school knew who they were. It was really weird. There we go. Get your game on. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. When I was little, instead of get paid, we all used to say get laid and then high-five each other and laugh. <laughs> yeah! 
Woohoo sex! Woohoo sex! Did he have any other songs besides this one? He has the horrible, like, gross pencil mustache. It's awful. This is a good song. It's I won't. I won't fight this song. This song holds up. Every like singer for a big band in the '90s looked exactly the same, and they wore tank tops. Oh yeah! Yes, this holds up too. Hanging at the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. It's weird because there's like '90s pop music was going off of '80s rap music, so it's like yes. super lyrical but I super poppy. Love it. It's weird. It's still my favorite genre, and I hope it's not just a nostalgia for me growing up thing. I like this type of music. It's ridiculous, and that's why I like it. Yeah. J-Lo. They should have not have done this one. No. Should have done Jenny from the Block. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. (gasps) Unfortunately, this was the, for Whitney, this was the the slide down for her in as far as career goes. Sanity. As for popularity. I mean, her 80s, she was like uh, Janet Jackson, where 80s, early 90s was super good. But this was from 1999, and she was, she was gone. Mm-mm. Not my favorite. Oh, yes. Wow. The product of horrible 90s acoustic singers. And kiss me. Whoa. I haven't heard this song in a long time. Do you believe in life after love? Interestingly enough, the biggest. Have use... you seen this music video? I'm it's... watching it right oh, now. Okay. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But uh, this song. Oh god, Google Dolls. That's a good one. Slide. Um, the share. The share song, with the use of auto tune, was the uh, the coming out of auto tune in the industry for people being like, oh my gosh, auto tune is actually used to make people sound better. Gooster. No, this is uh, not Gooster. I don't know. Tal Bachman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not actually familiar with him. It's like Kelsey's favorite song. Oh, yep. I know the song. Because this is sampled so much in EDM. That vocal riff. This this music video is awful. It's so dumb. It's kind of a classic. I 
don't know this one. Everlast? First what song is, I haven't recognized. What is it like? Oh, it's the it's the, he has the beard that goes from the ear and the really thin strap here Ooh, and then the goes, chin strap that goes here and goes there and it goes up. I don't like that. Another TLC song. It's not no scrub, so it's irrelevant. Mm, TLC is pretty good. I like TLC. Oh god, that music video was awful. There's a girl getting a reverse breast implant and gang fights and somebody vomiting. Wow, this is intense. Brandy. Oh, Brandy. All right, okay, ready for the next year? VH1, top songs of of the 2000s. Ooh. VH1. 2000s are good because it was 90s, but it was just edging a little rock. A little too rocky. Cisco. <laughs> Cisco spelled S I S Q six. That don't the don't don't don't. Oh my god, this song is literally the stupidest thing ever. No, before Ooh, he cheats, Carrie Underwood. Precursor or er, the product of American Idol. Thanks. This song is so sad and angry, which I guess means it's well written. It captures the emotion well, but it just makes me so sad for her. This song I love. I used to rock out to this on repeat while playing Perfect Dark. Oh, God. What movie was this? It was like a theme song I'll to a movie. By my side. First Superman. Like the 90s Superman movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know this song. Go Shaggy. They'll cut it before the Jamaican guy. Yep. Ooh, wow. I haven't heard That's this song in call. forever. Pussycat Girls. What did they happen to them? They just disappeared. Uh, well, one of them's dating my favorite F1 driver. Well, Lewis mm. Hamilton's dating a pussycat doll. Really? Yep. Oh, James Blunt. Oh, James Blunt. Shut up. Shut up, James Blunt. He was on Top Gear more than once, so he his was. life's pretty good. I don't understand why, though. You know, now that this warmed up, it has a lot of fruitier smell. I noticed that. It's nicer warm, a little more. Oh, God. Daughtry. You only it's get like, a voice like this from smoking cigarettes religiously. And uh, being on American Idol. Was he on American Idol? Uh, I feel like this is like sounds so American. It sounds like it. Oh, the first big viral video. Get off the treadmills. This is the treadmill video, right? Oh, excuse me. Sorry. This is not best songs of only 2000. Just the 2000s. With the fur. Plural. So this is like the first decade of 2000s. Oh, is this song Florida? <laughs> it was Florida. Get it? Silicon Valley reference? Florida. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. This is from 2000. No, I'm, I'm not singing. You better not know the words, because I don't know the words. I know the melody. Watch yourself. You know every one of these songs. Show me what like you're working crazy. with. You don't know these songs? I know of these songs. Shake I don't ass. know them enough Show me to... what you're working with. I know this song. Because it was from uh, Slumdog like Millionaire. isn't it? Eight. Close. Ooh. It was our senior year. It was on Slumdog Millionaire. Fountains of Wayne. Oh my god. So... Okay, hold on. I'm sorry. We're... we're... 
We'll go back to top songs of whatever. Uh, so good. <gasps> yes. I okay. So I found I found Stacy's mom, and then I got into really deep cuts of Valens of Wayne. podcast listeners it's chris from the no expert show first off i just want to thank you for listening to this show up to this point it's been an amazing journey to release seven episodes however we do have some very sad news to announce justin langford passed away a few weeks prior to this episode going up uh, this was his last episode on the no expert show however i do want to continue the show um, i do want to uh, continue the legacy that we started here, and if you have any other questions or comments or um, you want to be on the show and talk about beer or whatever, um, drop us a line at noexpertshow.com. You can click on the contact button or uh, message me on Twitter, or if you know me personally, uh, you can always let me know. Um, but for the final time, good night, Justin. Justin.